Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. What's up? What's up? We're back. It's the Weekend Grind Podcast brought to you by Roto-Grinders. I'm Josh, Sir Giant, as always with my co-host, Mr. Chalk, Travis Mangone. Travis, happy Sunday, man. How you doing today? Oh, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, pretty good. Uh, just, um, you know, getting ready for the MLB slate. Uh, it's not a bad one, but it's not a great one. Uh, the pitching, man. Oh, it's rough, man. Justin Verlander on Fandle is the most expensive pitcher. That's just against the Astros. Like, what a time to be alive. But, uh, yeah, no, excited for another MLB slate. Uh, should be should be a good one, right? No no complaints about uh, just being able to play some baseball on a Sunday and relaxing and watching some games. Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, it's definitely fun. Uh, baseball, man, such a grind. It's definitely a marathon. And, you know, every year... Uh, that we get into it it always just kind of kicks in and you know once we get to like late july here and get into august baseball uh it feels like all of us are already ready to just get to to um football already you know but um but yeah you know we still got some some good action going on here still some good tournaments uh we got the wf uh bbc coming up the world fantasy baseball championship uh for Fanduel in chicago coming up so that's going to be pretty cool uh something that that'll be fun to follow but but yeah, uh, we got a good healthy slate here at Locks early, 1.05 p.m. Eastern time. You West Coasters got to get up early for this one if you want to play. And you know, if you're on the East Coast, you can sleep a little bit, but make sure you get up in time to uh, get your lineups out there. Uh, go ahead, give us both a follow on Twitter. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis, M-A-N-G-O-N-E. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. Shoot over any questions or comments. You know, even if you want to say what's up, you want to have any uh, questions about strategy or you need any advice before lineup block, we're always here to help and we're happy to help. So we appreciate you guys listening and uh, go ahead and do that. But yeah, we got a, a slate that's kind of uh, different here on different sites. On DraftKings, uh, they decide to include the Baltimore and Texas game at 3.05 p.m. Uh, so we got an 11-game slate over there on the main slate, the featured slate. On FanDuel, uh, they decided to cut that game, so we got a 10-game slate. Uh, cuts off at 2:15 with the Arizona-St. Louis game, so definitely going to make for some interesting options on uh, you know site-specific plays here with the added game on DraftKings. So definitely something that we're going to be looking at. But yeah, I think we're uh, we're ready to hop in and just just go for it. You know, it's Sunday. We you know we'll just get to the get to the meat here and get to the picks, uh, get to the analysis. Travis, you feel good about that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's get started. So, hey, I'll kick us off a pitcher. Um, man, not the best position today. Uh, very frustrating. Um, but, hey, we got some guys like Lance McCullers at the top. Man, Lance has not been that great recently. Like, velocity's been down. It's definitely been frustrating. But um, ERA and, like, Sierra, like, it's definitely something that, like, you know, we expect it to improve. Uh, so it's one of those situations where it's tough to say what I want to do with it. I think it's more of a fan will play at 8,100. DraftKings, I don't really want to pay 10 to. I'm kind of uh, not really super interested in paying that price tag, right? It's uh, it's kind of getting up there. But um, there's there's currently some uh, line movement going down, trending in the poorly in the Tigers' direction, which has, which has me more interested. It's something I'll probably check out the K prop on uh, in the morning and see. Uh, might be someone I more so look at on FanDuel. I think McCullers uh, is a play that we can look at. Uh, I mean, he's just he's a very talented pitcher. Again, velocity's been kind of decreased a little bit, but uh, his Sierra has been a lot better than his ERA. He's a guy I just want to have, you know, 
I want to have interest in uh, K percentage uh, against these Tigers hitters, like against lefties, 28.2% against righties, 25.7. I mean, he's just a really talented pitcher. Like ground ball rate is, you know, in the sixties against righties and lefties. Like he's a guy that I want to have interest in. Uh, I know uh, people were kind of hitting at me on Twitter saying, oh, you know, he's, you know, stop, stop, uh, stop suggesting him. He's a guy that can struggle, but it's the match against the Tigers. Like the Tigers can strike out a ton. They strike out over 20% uh, on the year. Uh, this is just a spot where I think in tournaments, you have to have some, you have to be considering some exposure to him. If you're not like you're, you're crazy to not do um, uh, in cash games. I don't know if I would go him. There just seems like it's, been very worrisome what he's been doing recently and i'm probably not gonna play cash games honestly i think i'm just gonna stick the stick strict straightly to tournaments and you know play cash next week uh you know just going to the weekend with just some tournament fun action but um what about you josh what do you think of mccullers just straight up uh he's someone that's been very interesting lately definitely been struggling but it is a good matchup from a strikeout upside perspective so curious what you're thinking all right so like here's my my take on mccullers i i do like him a lot in real life i think the kid's super talented has a nice bright future ahead of him and, and you did mention his numbers are pretty solid on the season but the reason why he's been struggling lately is something that's it's kind of baffling because you know, he, he came out of the gates this season, coming back in good form and throwing well. Then something just kind of happened. He kind of teetered off. Um, there's speculation that he's not fully healthy here. You know, and that's something that we really need to take into account with pitchers is that there are guys that will try to power through injuries. And um, I've, I've been watching him the last few starts. I watched him to start against Baltimore. I watched him against Seattle. I watched him against Toronto. Of course, watched him against my Yankees, too. And um, in all of these starts, he just kind of looked like he was was you know laboring hard out there and trying to you know trying to figure things out and I don't think it's a mental thing I think he has something physical going on he's trying to make adaptions to you know to, to fix that problem or, or to work through the pain and uh, you see him wincing sometimes too when he's throwing there's just there's definitely something going on and you know we have to take into account too the fact that he hasn't thrown this many innings ever in his career and I don't see Houston having like you know a, a terrible need to really start pushing him harder to here down the stretch, you know, like to, to make him uncomfortable. So I think he's going to be on a shorter leash. If you look at his pitch counts, like, you know, they're all over the place. Like they pulled him after 76 pitches. They pulled him after 90 pitches. They pulled him after 89 pitches. You know, they've only let him go over a hundred twice in the last 10 games that he threw. So um, it's just like, I don't feel like this is a spot where, uh, we necessarily need to play McCullers. I feel like, like I said, because of him maybe not being 100% healthy and because of them not having that incentive to push him to, to go harder here and to, to really, like, push him deep into a game. And, you know, Detroit, you know, is not really not you know, like a terrible matchup for him, but it's not the greatest, not like a dream matchup. So for the, for those reasons, I think I'm going to have to fade McCullers on the slate. And I, I, I could see him being popular, like I get it, but for 10-2 on DraftKings, it's just such an easy fade for me because of the reasons I stated earlier. And then on FanDuel at 8.1, I could see some merit to rostering him in tournaments, but I, just, I think that uh, I'm just going to stay away from this whole McCullers situation and, and – until he proves to me that, like, until I watch him and I feel like, like, it's uncomfortable for me to watch him being uncomfortable on the mound, you know? So until I see him comfortable back out there again, I think I could stay away. And uh, that's, that's where I'm at on McCullers now. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad idea to stay away now. The more, like, you talked about it and think about it. And, like, I was looking at Sierra. Like, his Sierra is 3.21 and his ERA is 3.69. So you expect that to obviously improve. But the, the kind of, like, underlying, like, uh, tale of the entire thing is, like, that, that he's been off the DL recently and he's definitely been struggling since that. And that Sierra is including early in the season when he was absolutely crushing and he just hasn't been. And uh Fangraphs actually wrote like a really nice piece on it. Uh I just kind of like as I was looking at his like some of his numbers while you're talking, Josh, I saw the piece and I kind of pulled it up and looked at it a little bit. But uh some of his exit velocities on his singles, uh, you know, if Josh, for instance, if if like a single was hit on a guy and it was like softly hit, you'd say it was like uh, you know, it was very lucky hit, right? But a lot of those exit velocities on those singles are like 97.8. Like, you know, they're all over 90 miles an hour. There's like only a couple that are under eight, under the 90. So like, there's some proof that maybe he might not be healthy. Like even in this article that I'm reading on Fangrass, you know, I also tweeted out because like, it's a pretty interesting article and I wasn't able to read it all the way through. I was like, stumbled upon it during this, which I'm going to read it more. But 
I'm definitely a little concerned about him. So I'll end up tweeting it out because I think it's a really good article and it's just something to read on fan graphs and, uh, you know, helps you just get on that and just read it a little more. But uh, um, I think it's a really interesting article and something just to check out. And, uh, you know, article's name is What's Up With Lance McCullers and just shows that um, it sounds like he's just having a ton of issues and he's just working through injury. And I think you're right. Like all the things you said that as like you were looking at. So I think it's a spot where, I'm going to end up staying away. Again, I'm a big Lance McCullers fan, so it hurts me to say it, but I'm probably going to have to end up staying away from him on this slate. Yeah, uh, you know, they just, you know, even if you look, his ground ball stuff is still pretty solid, but um, you know, the walks are, you know, multiple walks, and, uh, you know, he's just, he's, he just doesn't seem to be, like I said, 100% healthy, and they're pulling him before the fifth inning in the last three games he's thrown. Um, so I just, I don't think he's going to be on a long leash either. And I really, if I'm going to pay top dollar for a guy, I want a guy that I feel comfortable, um, that the team's going to let him go deep into the game, maximize the upside. Now, uh, looking at the rest of the pitchers here on this slate, you mentioned Justin Verlander. He's the highest price pitcher on FanDuel at 8.8. DraftKings seems to think of him a little bit differently over there. They got him at 7.9. This is on the flip side of that McCullers game, by the way. And, uh, you know, hearing lots of talks about this is the reemergence of Justin Verlander. And, you know, he has been throwing pretty well. If you look at the numbers, uh, he's bounced back pretty nicely from the rocky start he had to the season. Uh, there was that one game where he got absolutely shelled by Cleveland. But other than that, I mean, it's been pretty solid performances. So, uh, you know, his fly ball rates have gone up over the years. And that's something that is definitely concerning, especially when, you know, he's throwing in Detroit, which is not necessarily the most pitcher friendly park. Uh, you know, just where is the upside? You know, like, and I don't, I don't see the upside in this matchup here against Houston. Houston, uh, just such a, a powerhouse offense, and you know, K percentage of thirteen point four against righties, high ISO one ninety six, Woba three sixty seven, three thirty one, Babbitt Blake. Everything is solid, you know, against righties for for these Houston bats. There's no reason for me to to, to feel like I have to go Verlander here. So I think that's an easy fade for me. Would you agree with that, Travis? Yeah, like no chance I play. And just like, man, the Houston offense is really good. I get it's like a little watered down, obviously, from like what's been going on with the injuries and whatnot. But I mean, I'm not trying to pick on them. So, and Berlin is just, he's getting older. He just has been struggling. So I'm going to stay away from them. Yeah, I'm wondering if Josh Tomlin's going to be uh, popular on the slate. That's something that, that you know, he might be, gonna, man. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing. Like, it, you know, he's a guy that we used to pick on. And now he's strung together some good games. He's 8K on FanDuel. DraftKings has him at 8.9. This is the most expensive I've ever seen Josh Tomlin, I think. And, uh, you know, with good reason, I guess, because he has been throwing well. And if you look at the matchup here, you know, we do like targeting those righties against the White Sox. Uh, big strikeout numbers. I believe it's, let's, let's look at their strikeout rate. Yeah, 27 point. 5% strikeout rate against righties this season. 162 ISO, so, you know, the power isn't isn't terribly great there. 303 Woba, 321 Babip. So, you know, the ball's in play. They're, they're hitting for, you know, for average all. But only a 4.6% walk rate for these uh, White Sox hitters. And Tomlin's walk rate is under 3%, both to righties and lefties. So uh, definitely something there uh, to look at. But, you know, the numbers that are really concerning for me are, you know, this huge ISO against Rays at 225 and 320 Babip and 351 Woba allowed Tomlin to righty. So uh, those numbers are definitely scary numbers to look at. And there there is some upside to be had out of these White Sox hitters when they're on. They can hit really well. Uh, I just I'm not sure. It's not and it's not like Tomlin's strikeout ability is incredible. It's 19% to righties and 16.8 to lefties. Uh, I just I don't think I can roster Tomlin here either. I think. I don't feel comfortable clicking his name, so I I think I'm going to stay away. I can see some merit to tournaments because the upside against the White Sox, but it is a hitter-friendly park, and it's Josh Tomlin. So for those two reasons, <laughs> I think I'm going to stay away from Tomlin. What do you think, Travis? See, I, I really don't want to pay the price tag, but if he fits, like if the glove fits like last pitcher in and he fits there, I don't mind playing him. Uh, I don't think he's a terrible option, too. I get the K percentage is not above 20, and that kind of concerns but – I love seeing the low walk rate, right? Like I know he's not just going to like, you know, I know he's not going to have like a 20 or 25 pitch inning due to walks. And that's something you really get worried about with your pitchers uh, because they can just destroy themselves with innings. Like if they walk, if they have like a 25, 30 pitch inning due to walks, like that just kills their upside. And Tomlin doesn't do that. Uh, and Chicago strikes out a ton. I don't think this is a bad spot to attack, especially if the team ends up being like a watered down lineup on a Sunday. Cause we do see watered down lineups. Like that's something they're very like key in on Sundays. There are watered down lineups. There's lineups that are not as good. So keen on those pitchers that are in those good situations. Um, 
I think he's a good tournament guy. I think he's a guy I would have interest in. Uh, if you know, if I was making ten teams, I would want exposure to him. That's just my personal opinion. Again, I don't love the K percentage being there, but like, uh, like for instance, on Fanduel, I think he just like gets enough Ks where it's fine. He gets the quality start, he gets the win, and that just puts you enough over the top where uh, at that price tag, it gets you enough bats where I think he's a safe enough option for me. So I would have interest in him. In, uh, in my opinion, on this slate, because we don't love the pitchers a ton. There's some okay options, but uh, it's not as bad as yesterday. But it's it's decent enough. Yeah. Um. You know, let's look here. There's a guy that I really like in real life watching pitching. You know, watching throw, and that's uh, Faria. He's a guy that I really really love watching uh, throw because he he just has such great uh, ability to to control where he throws his pitches. Has great control over his breaking stuff. He's got a, a matchup against the Yankees, though, which is like, you know, kind of puts a damper on the whole thing for me. Uh, but if you look at the Yankees strikeout rate, 25.8% against righties, but that Wobe at 357, the ISO at 245, that walk rate at 10%. Like, you know, these Yankees can hit, and we know that in their home. Um, you know, Yankee Stadium particularly favors lefties, and uh, that Sierra for Faria against lefties at 5.82. So, um, Definitely concerned where his his Sierra against righties would be two point eight. So his you know his Sierra essentially doubles against lefties, and this is a park that favors lefties. So uh, I don't know. I just I think I'm going to stay away. I'm going to stay away from Faria on this slate. Uh, pick a different day to, to to you know throw him in there. Do you have any interest in Faria here, Travis? Um. Yeah, it's tough. Like I want to have interest in him, but I just think he kind of misses the cut. Uh, it's just it's not the best matchup against the Yankees. Definitely have some worries about that, uh, obviously, because Yankees hit the ball well. Um, I get far as a good hitter, but like do five point zero five run total from the Yankees. Like I'm just gonna pass. That's my personal opinion. I'd rather go on the opposite side, right? Why not play Jordan Montgomery um, against the Rays? I get it's just a, a big ballpark upgrade for the Rays, but uh, Jordan Montgomery, man, he's been really good this year, and he gets a team that strikes out the most in the league. Like, there's just a ton of upside there, and uh, his price has gone up a little bit, but uh, I really think Montgomery's a guy to have interest in. 22.5 K percentage against righties, 18.2 percent against lefties. Walk rate's kind of down, though. 7.6, uh, 5.5. I wish it was a little lower, but it's not bad. Uh, I don't have any complaints about that. And ground ball rate, uh, above the 40, so it's not bad. He's not getting absolutely crushed. He has had some, you know, not so great starts, but this is a spot where there's just upside because it's the raise. Uh, that K percentage is just really high, and I want to have interest in Jordan Montgomery here. I think he's a guy you can play in tournaments for sure. Yeah, he's one of my top options, like without a doubt. Uh, on FanDuel, 7,500, I think he makes a great tournament option here against the Rays. And on DraftKings at 8K, definitely in consideration there. Uh, I think I'll have exposure to him on both sites. I think that's the route to go here. So I think it, we, we could be uh, in, a, in, a, in the same mindset that Montgomery is uh, one of the top pitching options on this slate. Uh, and he gets a good matchup, too. You know, his, his fly balls against uh, righties are, is kind of an issue at 38%, but... You know, this is a park that really favors lefties, not righties. So uh, I'm not really too concerned about that. So we'll go with that there. And their ISO, too, by the way, uh, really low against um, lefties at, uh, well, not low, but um, the strikeout rate jumps up, I mean, against lefties at 25.1% the raise. So definitely an upside matchup for Montgomery. Uh, you know, other guys to look at here, uh, we have uh, Drew Pomerantz on the slate going against Kansas City, 8,700. On DraftKings, Pomerantz on FanDuel coming in at 8.4K, second most expensive pitcher over there. You know these these Royals bats have just been so hot. Like, is this is this the time to to you know try to pick a pitcher against them in tournaments? Is the question. Um, if you look at the numbers against lefties, they're not particularly great. 185 ISO, 342 WOBA, 315 BABIP. Um, but that strikeout rate, 20.3%. Ground ball rate at 47% against lefties. You know, hitting the ball on the ground a lot against lefties. So, uh, And and Pomerantz is a guy with good strikeout upside, 22.5% against righties, 30% against lefties. His walk rate, obviously, concerned, though. You know, 9% against righties, 11.8% against lefties. But uh, he's a guy with, you know, solid Sierra under four on both sides of the plate. I, I just – my issue is not really with Pomerantz because I do like – him as a pitcher and and i do usually target him when he has decent matchups but my concern is with how hot these royals have been swinging the bats and uh for that i think i have to fade pomerantz here uh what do you think about pomerantz travis yeah it's a huge park upgrade too for the royals definitely has me concerned i'll say this though like vegas so there's no 
there's um there's one like Jordan Montgomery is the lowest total on the slate uh, against the Rays at three point nine five, but Royals really have four point zero one. So Vegas is kind of liking Pomerantz. One thing I will note too, which I think is something interesting about Pomerantz, is he gets the umpire in Nick Lentz, and Nick Lentz is a very good pitcher's umpire. Uh, calls a lot of strikes, so um, I'm gonna have interest in Pomerantz. Uh, I'll have a little exposure to him. I don't think he's a bad option to play. Um, not a guy I'm mean, like, you know, I'm absolutely in love with him. We'll go all in on, but he's a guy I definitely have some interest in. I get the reason to kind of uh, be a little worried and worry about like the hot team that's been doing well. But uh, Vegas kind of agrees that Pomerantz could have a good outing. And relative to the slate, I think he's someone we should consider uh, uh, throughout the day. Someone we, we should definitely be looking at and look at that Royals lineup and see what happens and uh, definitely have some interest in. That's just my personal opinion on it. Uh, those, that's a picture I like. And there's two other pictures I like, Josh. Uh, uh, I know um, I know you know I'm a big Lance Lynn fan in general. Uh, you know, he's just a guy that, hey, he's won me in GBP before. And I don't think he's as bad as everyone thinks. A lot of people just like Lance Lynn like leaves a sour taste in their mouth. 9,200 on Fandle. I'm not in love with that. That's the one reason I'm a little worried. 8,400 on DraftKings, easier to swallow. But uh, he gets DJ Rayburn. Uh, just side, he's he only, he's, he's only, he's only 8K on Fandle, Travis, not 9,200. Oh, sorry. That must be a misprice then for what the, you know what I'm looking at right now. But okay, so 8K on Fandle. I like that price a lot better. Yeah, looking at that now, I would definitely play him uh, over there on Fandle. But like, so he gets DJ Rayburn, uh, really good pitchers umpire, like really good. And we know Arizona can struggle on the road. Uh, we do worry like Arizona can play some pretty good lineups and it should be hot in St. Louis, I'm assuming, because it's been recently. It's only be 82, so that's not like you know if it's in the 90s i'd be a little worried wind's blowing in so that's obviously good for the pitcher but uh man the arizona diamondbacks can throw out some really bad lineups on a sunday like i've seen it many times uh i think this is a spot where lance Lynn can shine and i'm gonna think in tournaments i'm gonna have some interest in him also uh luis castillo i mean he's just a guy like uh, he's just been really good he's super cheap uh you know, price tag has gone up, obviously. Uh, Castillo costs on Fandle. He's 7100 like like that price tag a ton. On DraftKings, 7000 Like That's just a price tag I can get behind. And the reason why is the strikeout upside is there. Like I understand, uh, you know, we saw his last start against the Yankees. Kind of struggled a bit. But like at that price tag, find me a guy who is that strikeout upside. I'm sorry, there's not many of them. Like that, He's got insane strikeout upside. Uh, in this matchup against Miami, it's one of the tougher matches. They don't, Miami's not striking out a ton and they've been hitting the ball really well recently, but you have to keep in mind it's in a, it's in Miami roof will be closed more of a pitcher's park. Uh, I really want to have interest in uh, Luis Casuera. here. He's just been really good this year. And he's a guy I definitely want to get behind uh, just to like, kind of give you the numbers on it. Like 27.8 K percentage against righties, 25.8 against lefties, uh, 89 plate appearances against lefties and 79 against righties. Uh, ground ball rate is a little below 60 to both. I mean, I know the plate appearances, I wish I had more uh, sample on it, but he's been really good. Uh, again, he didn't show these numbers in the minors, but this guy just throws like, you know, really high heat, like 90 miles an hour, like 98 miles an hour. Uh, I have a ton of interest in me and Josh. How about you? Do you have interest in him? I understand uh, the K's might not be, like the K's will be there and he could let up some runs, but like, he's just a guy at that spot. Like he has strikeout upside and I want to have interest in him. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like I'm not um, like super anti Castillo on this slate. Like I wouldn't go out of my way to tell you not to, especially for 7,100 on FanDuel. Like I can understand nice like tournament pivot there, but this, these Miami bats, man, they've just been hitting the ball well too, you know, another offense that's been pretty hot at home. So uh, I'm just, like, I think that I'm just going to go other routes but I don't hate that play. I th- I, I could agree um, with that play to a certain extent. Uh, we we do have a, a pretty shallow um, shallow depth here at pitching, so we have to find our ways around. Uh, one guy I'm really gonna have interest. You know, we gotta find an SP two for playing on a site like DraftKings where you need two pitchers. And on DraftKings specifically as a site specific play, John Lackey is just um, you know jumping off the page for me as an SP two at 6200 here against Milwaukee. Now I know that Lackey's not the guy that he used to be, but he's also not horrible. Like he still has pretty decent numbers on the season. If you look at that strikeout rate, 22.3% against righties, um, 5.2 walk percent, you know, against righties. Like he, he's had his struggles against lefties this season. He's given up, you know, his hot, he's like home run to five ball ratio has been tough, but he's also pitched in a few games, you know, in, in, you know, uh, and Wrigley where the wind was blowing out against hard offenses. But, um, 
you really don't have to you really only have to worry about like hard hitting lefties against him, and that's going to be Thames and Shaw. Like other than that, uh, I think that he has a pretty good uh, matchup here against these Milwaukee hitters. If you look at the numbers against righties, one seventy ISO, two eighty nine WOBA, two sixty four BABIP, just like atrocious. You know, twenty eight point nine percent strikeout rate against righties. So. There's definitely a, a good. This is definitely a good spot for Lackey, and they hit a lot of ground balls against Rice, fifty point one percent, you know, over half the, you know, over the halfway mark, and uh, there's just there's a lot of uh, reasons here for for Lackey to be in play at this price tag. Sixty two hundred just feels way too cheap on DraftKings, so I think I'm going to lock him in as my SP two. Like I, I I really like the combo of like Montgomery and Lackey on DraftKings, uh, both price very fairly and, and give you a lot of cap lift over to put in some big bats. So. Uh, I think that Lackey here, you know, obviously the park downgrade is a concern because Milwaukee is a really tough pitching environment. But uh, at 6,200, you really don't need, like, crazy numbers out of him. And I think he has good upside in this matchup. So uh, Lackey is going to be my guy as my SP2 on DraftKings. How do you feel about that there, Travis? Man, I don't love it. But 6,200, like, that's just so cheap. Uh, There's upside there, obviously. Like, that's the reason behind it. Like, there is an upside there at 6,200. Again, I... I don't, it's hard to say to like it, but would you rather play Cesar Valdez, Jason Hamill, or John Lackey? I'd probably rather play John Lackey here. So uh, John Lackey at that price tag on drafting, just way too cheap. I probably wouldn't play him on FanDuel on like a one pitcher site for 7,400. I'd rather just go, uh, you know, Jordan Montgomery for a hundred more or Luis Castillo for 300 more. Like there's other options I'd prefer. But on DraftKings, I understand why on like a two-pitcher site, he could be in play and someone to consider. It's just because it's kind of like the Rays, right? Like the Brewers can strike out a ton, and when they do, I mean, it just is ugly, and that can be a spot where he can do well. And he's, you know, had some bad starts, but he's also had some good starts. And for that price tag, that's just really cheap for him. I would rather not play the other guys around him and just play him for the upside and hope it works out. Any interest in uh, Je- Jesse Chavez re- revenge game here against Toronto? No, but oh yeah, I'm happy you mentioned the revenge game factor. Um, so uh, I probably my last login tweeted it out for us. Uh, PML he tweeted it out. I saw like uh, while, while the pod was going on. Um, the uh, the Miami Marlins here it is. The Miami Marlins have high expectations for prospect Luis Castillo. They traded him like he's a guy that they've like literally punted on a bunch of times. They actually, I think, traded him twice or something like that. So he's a guy that's been at least someone someone commented and said he traded him twice. I don't know for sure, but hey, the Marlins traded him him and gave up on him. And, uh, you know, guys who are in like, you know, the minors and got traded, they kind of want to, you know, show a little bit, show why they uh, were deserving to be there. So just gives Luis Castillo a minor bump for me. And uh, I love playing the revenge angle sometimes, uh, especially for pitchers who feel like they got slighted, right? They they definitely want to put out a better outing uh, for sure i don't think revenge is for sure real in baseball all the way but for pitchers who feel like they've gotten like slighted by a team i can see them wanting to obviously uh be more focused and put out a better outing uh but yeah i mean it, it makes me feel better about rostering a guy that i feel like is uh more motivated but uh, obviously it's not everything uh but I, I think that's just just wanted to mention that revenge there uh pretty interesting i definitely get that because you know when i was in little league i was traded from the orange team to the great team so you know when we faced uh when we faced the orange team, I made sure I pitched extra hard against them. So, I th- oh yeah, man, you gotta show the orange team what's up. You have to you know, make it make a statement. Uh, you know, this is this is your time to shine, and don't let the gray team show you up. Exactly. You know that's 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 the position that we're in here. I threw four innings and struck out six, so it was a good, it was a good day for me against the orange team. But uh, in all seriousness, yeah, guys definitely carry grudges throughout their careers, and um, you know, I think that there's a narrative there to be had. I did, I was unaware of that whole situation there, so um. That's definitely something to consider. Uh, why don't we uh, Why don't we cross off some of these guys here and just get get that part over with? So this way, um, you know, we're clear that there's no interest there. I uh, Wade Miley only on DraftKings slate. We don't have him on the FanDuel slate. We could check him off, right? Yeah, no. Uh, Eric uh, Freddy. Is that you say? No. Right, whatever. No, no, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't, I don't care enough to find out. So we're gonna go there. Uh, no, no, not playing him. I mean, it's first, uh, first MLB start. He gets Rockies now. It doesn't seem like a good spot for him. Martin Perez. Uh no, of course not. Never play him. Jason Hamill. No, but pass. Cesar Valdez. Nope. Ari Dickey. Nope. No, no knuckleball action here. Okay. No, not for me. Even though Tyler Flowers has been catching him better, I'll, I'll pass. I get the whole streaming against the Phillies, but this will not be a spot I do it. Freeland? Nope. Radon? 
Nope. Vince Velasquez. I want to, but no, I can't. I know. Like, I'm, I love I'm, him in real life. He's such a good pitcher, but it's just like yeah, he's uh, he's been struggling since he's been back, though, man. Yeah. He's not a guy that we can really get a hundred percent behind yet. But hey, maybe maybe the spot will be there uh, one day soon. He's like a guy I would stash in like a keeper league and like a season long league because I really I, yeah I, for uh, sure bright future, but just not here. Uh, Taiwan Walker, guy that's been popular throughout the season. No, yeah. not for me. I, I get he's going to have a spot against a lot of righties in St. Louis, but. I can't, I can't do it. But I, I think people can make the argument in tournaments, but I won't make the argument in tournaments. I don't think I've ever heard you suggest Dan Straley, so I'm just gonna guess that's a no here too against Cincinnati. No, I'm, um, I'm not a big Straley guy. He's maybe that's a mistake. I'm not a Straley guy. I mean, he's had some decent outings, but I feel like he's never really gets it all the way there. And I mean, he's had some decent spots, but I'm just not a big Straley fan in general. And uh, Zach, no strikeout upside, Davies. Uh, no, I'll pass on him against the Cubs uh, in that <laughs> ballpark. Not a, not a great spot. All right. Um, so that's it. We covered all the pitchers then. Uh, so why don't we just, uh, as a quick breakdown before we move on to the bats, uh, give me your uh, top three pitching options on this slate. Yeah, so that's my top three pitching options. Um, I'll go with Jordan Montgomery, Lance Lynn, and uh, Luis Castillo. Those will be my three pitchers that I think I'm going to be looking at in tournaments. All right, I'll go with Montgomery. Um, <laughs> really does get murky after that, doesn't it? All right, Montgomery. Yeah, I could get on. I could get on board of the Lance Lynn train, especially it's like line. It depends what kind of lineup they roll out. But, yeah, uh, I'm gonna be looking at that. Like lineups really matter on Sundays. I know, like it's like a lame answer, but like on Sundays, like sometimes it like boosts a guy up a little bit. And uh, I'm just gonna go like. I'm going to tell you, I'll have Montgomery, 100% Montgomery tomorrow. And um, I think Lackey is going to be my favorite site-specific SP2 on DraftKings. So that's where I'm looking right now. Maybe get some Lancelin in there, too. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to sleep on uh, Pomerantz. I could see maybe, like, as I, like, when I wake up in the morning looking at him more, I could see myself getting more on Pomerantz throughout the day. I think he's a guy that we really need to consider more. I just want to kind of mention him again. Uh, I think he could be one of the chalkier guys that uh, kind of gained some traction early in the morning. So I just wanted to mention it again. No, I know. I always, anytime Pomerantz pitches is like the night before, I'm always, always like, yeah, I'm just not going to play him. And then I end up having some Pomerantz in my lineup. So I, I wouldn't be, and I wouldn't look past saying that would happen here. Like, you know, it could happen. So anyway, uh, I think we covered the pitchers pretty well there. With that, we can move on to the batters here. Let's move on to the bats. Uh, we'll start with the catcher position as usual. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's not not necessarily the best or the worst slate for catchers. I think we could we have some stuff to work with. So, uh, Travis, why don't you kick us off a catcher here? Yeah, so catcher, I think like uh, Russell Martin against Jesse Chavez is an interesting option. I think he's a guy I want to have interest in. Even Tyler Flowers against Velasquez. I mean, if he's batting in the four hole again, I'd have interest in him. Or like, you know, the uh, Astros guys and Gaddis and McCann, I think they're interesting. And uh, if I get uh, Wilson Contreras batting fourth, if I have the money and Zach Davies, sure. But more position, I'm probably going to look to pay down if I can or paying like the mid 3Ks. Kind of not trying been up to that top tier because i feel like i don't you know rather spend about other spots but uh again it's a sunday and there's a spot where uh we're able to take advantage of these catchers who are for cheap uh and end up being a lineup. also jan gomes against a lefty and carlos Rodon. Uh, i think he's a good option too as uh be able to play but uh one of those spots i'll be looking uh, throughout the day obviously waiting to see what the lineups come out with and see what kind of fits my last spot obviously I'm not prioritizing a catcher there's not one guy i'm just like oh man i need him it's not like it's like gary sanchez against like a really bad pitcher um but there's there's guys that have interest in and i'm like kind of gonna be like the last guy in type for me and try to punt it if i can and fit with my stacks yeah, that makes sense. I like that. Um, I think that's a good approach to take. I will say that I do like Russell Martin a lot against Jesse Chavez. I think that he yeah, I really do like him a lot. I think he's in a good spot for sure. Like he, I, yeah. I want to just stress that again. I like him a ton. Yeah, so he's probably my top option on the slate at this point, depending on when the lineups get rolled out. Uh, and then I think uh, as a DraftKings specific play, because uh, this game is not on the FanDuel slate, but we do have the Orioles and Rangers game on the DraftKings slate, I think you could play Luke Roy here against Wade Miley. Hits lefties really well, has throughout his whole career. 3.2K, nice and cheap, too. So I think Luke Roy, Luke Roy makes a fine value option on DraftKings here. Um, Yeah, would you agree with that? 
Yeah, no, that, yeah, I think on DK you can get away with going him too. But, yeah, my, again, it's one of those slates where don't love catcher. I just prioritize other positions. Yep. All right. So let's move on to the first base, the loaded potato position. Lots of lots of options here. Um, one of the deepest positions in the league. So, Travis, kick us off here at first base. Where are you looking? Yeah, I mean, oh man, absolutely loaded as usual. Um, of course, like Carlos Santana or Edwin Carnacion, if you tell me I had to pick, I'd go E5. I think, you know, Pera could go for a ride tomorrow. I like him a ton, big fan of him. Uh, if you're not playing Lackey, I think you go Eric Thames as an interesting option. Uh, big fan of uh, Justin Smoke. I think against Jesse Chavez is in a really good spot. Anthony Rizzo, he's just been on a hot streak against, you know, Zach Davies. I think this is a good spot for him to be able to hit the ball at the park. And uh, if you still want to get some uh, Astros exposure, uh, you can get Guriel in the four hole against a righty like Justin Lan- Justin Verlander. Uh, I mean, Guriel just can crush righty. So I think he's another guy to consider too. Uh, a lot of good options, but man, uh, I think uh, big fan of Edwin Encarnacion tomorrow against Rendon and like uh, dude, just, Justin Smoke against the Chavez, man. Uh, it's a really great spot for him. I'm sure you're big on Smoke tomorrow, Josh. Am I correct? Yeah, free Smoke, free Smoke all, all day, man. Smoke is in a great play. He's a great play in a great spot here. Definitely like him a lot. Um, I definitely have some interest in Rizzo too. His just price is like all the way up there, so you have to find the cap for him. But I think that he makes a great play. Uh, I don't mind me some Matt Carpenter. On DraftKings, by the way, super, super underpriced. 3.4K for Matt Carpenter. I think that's a, a, a great price to take advantage of. I think there's a lot of profit potential at that price tag. And then if we're looking on uh, on DraftKings for that Rangers game, I think Napoli, again, another fine play against uh, Wade Miley. I always like to play Napoli against the lefty, so uh, certainly in play there. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with you. If I had to pick between Santana and, and E5, I'll go E5 as well. Um, and one guy I think that might get slept on a little bit is Mark Reynolds. I think Mark Reynolds uh, is a guy that you know you could get at a very low ownership and has lots of lots of pop in his bat and uh, good, gets a good matchup against a kid coming to making his first uh, big league debut. So uh, certainly someone to have interest in uh, would be uh, some Mark Reynolds. But yeah, that that's where I'm at. Uh, it's just there is a lot of options as usual, so you just kind of have to sift through them and figure out where you, you know you feel the most comfortable going. Um, and where you find the cap to go. So for me, uh, right now, while I'm building my lives, my roster construction is leaning towards Carpenter just because his price tag is just so cheap on DraftKings. Um, but on FanDuel, um, with the pricing being a bit different, um, I think that you could go ahead and get a guy like, uh, where was I looking here? Uh, Kendris Morales for 3100 is a good good play on, on FanDuel at that price tag. And Mitch Moreland's like basically free. He's 2300 so I don't think he's a terrible play either on FanDuel. Yeah, for me on FanDuel, like I want to pay up. I think one of those like like one of those Toronto first basemen though. Like if you could pay, if you go Morales, that's cool. But I'd rather if I could pay up for Smoke, I want to pay up for Smoke at 3900 And then uh, Edwin Encarnacion at 3900 Like those two at that price tag, and they're really good plays and guys you want to consider for sure. So uh, those are my two favorite plays if I had to pick Smoke in, in uh, E5. All right, very good. Uh, yeah, so with that, we will move on to second base. Lots of options here at second base on this slate as well. Um, now for me, uh, while I'm building my lineups again, you know, I like to find some kind of correlation to go around here. And, uh, for me, I think that DeJong is certainly in play, uh, going against Taiwan Walker. Uh, DeJong's just been swinging a super hot bat and, uh, definitely someone I would want to have some exposure to on this slate. Uh, you know, other than that, uh, I also think that um, Altuve is in play against Verlander, but you know you're gonna have to pay up for him, so just keep that in mind. And I also don't mind some Dustin Pedroia on the slate going against Jason Hamill. I think Pedroia is a fine play as well. Uh, and Danny Murphy against John Gray. I, 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 John Gray is a guy that has a lot of potential. He just hasn't been getting there, so. Um, if he continues to struggle, we should continue to take advantage of it. So I think Danny Murphy is definitely another good route you could look at here. Um, so that's where I'm at at second. How about you, Travis? Yeah, I don't love second. Like, I, I want to pay for Altuve if I have the money. I'm going to try to pay for Altuve tomorrow. It's going to be something I try to prioritize in second if I can. 
I think Eric Sogard, if he's batting first against Lackey, you can have interest in that. Like, I just think it's like a cash game guy you can definitely consider against Lackey. Um, but, oh, man, second is not a position I really like. Uh, not a ton to love. Uh, you know, Jose Ramirez against Carlos Rodon, if I have the money, surely said Dan Murphy, they're good hitters. But I'm gonna, I think I'm going to try and prioritize uh, Altuve if I can. Uh, and maybe just look for, like, if I need the money to punt uh, in, in cash games, like, kind of look for a punt second baseman but don't absolutely love second base tomorrow not a huge fan uh, if you can get juan mancada cheap on family you can get him for 2600 wouldn't hate that because of the upside that he uh, possesses but yeah, it's a tough spot i was gonna be look, just looking looking uh, i'm basically looking for a spot to uh kind of pay up here uh for like a guy like altuve big fan of him tomorrow yeah altuve certainly a good play um all right so let's move on over to the hot corner now, third base. Travis, kick us off here at third. Where are you looking at third base on the slate? Yeah, uh, yeah. third base isn't as loaded as normal. Like, of course, if I have the money for Freddie Freeman against Velasquez, I would love to have him. But I uh, don't think this is going to be a spot where I end up paying up. Uh, kind of concerned about where what I want to do here. Uh, if I can get Donaldson against Jesse Chavez, if I'm playing Toronto stacks, like, I kind of want to get Donaldson in there, obviously. Uh, so, you know, for 3,800 on FanDuel, if I can get him in, I would definitely get him in. But uh, if I'm looking for, if I'm looking for some cheaper bats, I don't hate going, um, uh, you know, Luis Valbuena. He's super cheap. Him or like, you know, Escobar, they'll be batting like decently in the order. Have some pop against guy like Valdez. I think that, uh, I think that Angels, uh, you know, the Angels could be an interesting spot tomorrow. Uh, we didn't really mention Pujols against Toronto, but uh, just in a spot against this Valdez guy, like I really think these Angels could end up shining with a huge ballpark boost. I think that could help them out. So if you want to go to them as like cheaper cash game guys, I wouldn't hate it. But, uh, you know, if I'm paying up, uh, I think guys to go to, like, you know, go to like a Chris Bryant or like a Josh Donaldson or um, or a Freddie Freeman. Like, I mean, those are top guys to play. But, uh, you know, Donaldson's definitely one of the guys I have like a lot of interest in tomorrow because I think I'll be playing some Blue Jays stacks. Yeah, uh, Donaldson definitely a top play for me as well. I think that he makes a great play on the slate. Definitely like uh, Donaldson has so much upside, you know, double dong upside. So definitely someone you want to always consider when he's on the slate. Uh, Michael Franco is a guy that I have interest in against Ari Dickey here. Um, he's I just I know what kind of upside this kid has. I know how much pop he has in his bat, and it's just, it's going to show up. You know, like it's we got to see some kind of positive regression. We've seen him waking up a little bit. Like he's been hitting the ball well again, and I think that um, Ari Dickey is a decent matchup for him because. Uh, he's been, he's in like moving a lot of his weight, um, back in his new, uh, his new stance mechanics. And uh, I read something about how his, uh, bat speed was actually significantly slower this season than it was last season. And going against the guy that, th- that you know, that throws super slow, like Dickey, if he's, you know, if the ball's coming in flat and he's waiting back, uh, you know, he could definitely absolutely mash him here. So, uh, Franco is a guy I'll have interest in. He's 3.3 K. On DraftKings, so super, super cheap over there. Definitely opens up other options to pay up. 3K on FanDuel, I think I could pass on him over there. And uh, as a DraftKings-specific play with that Texas and Baltimore game being on the slate, definitely going to have interest in Beltre against a lefty in Wade Miley. Um, Beltre, just a career lefty masher, so someone I would definitely be looking at over there. Um, and, yeah, I might have some interest in... Uh, in Jake Lamb here against your boy Lance Lynn. You know, just a little bit of interest here. I think that's an interesting spot for him. Um, I feel like you'll get him at a very, very low ownership. And I just, I, you know, it's kind of like one of those, uh, what's Chris Prince say, his beer gut calls. I, I feel like it's a, a gut call for Jake Lamb tomorrow for me here. I, I do like him in this matchup. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, I like Lance Lynn, but like Jake Lamb crushes like most righties as long as they're not like elite and uh man of like all the righties like he's been really crushing the ball like 293 uh better ball distance last 15 days 92 exit velocity i mean that's great that's one of the best of the third baseman actually one of the highest is luis valbuena so uh yeah um he's just like he's a guy to definitely consider obviously but uh, more of like a what more of a one-off i wouldn't be stacking arizona in my opinion if you want to no absolutely not but but here's why like if you look at Lance Lynn's numbers against lefties, they're like inherently, they're like terribly worse. Like, you know, his ISO jumps from 150 to 220 against lefties. Uh, you know, 479 Sierra against lefties as opposed to his 278 uh, against righties. And 
We also see uh, that walk rate jump from 5.5% against righties to 11.3% against lefties. So definitely struggles against lefties. So I think that, you know, in that regard, I think that uh, Jake Lamb is in a good spot. Has 295 ISO and 408 Woba against righties this season, by the way. So huge numbers there. Yeah. I get it, but like if you told me like, hey, Jake Lamb or Freddie Freeman, I'm gonna play Freddie Freeman personally over him. That's just my personal opinion. So I would go him every time over him. But uh I get it. Like like Jake Lamb's not a terrible play on the slate. I uh, wouldn't hate it, but uh I just other guys I would prefer personally. But uh Josh went over to shortstop. What do you think of uh the shortstop position on this slate? Yeah, let's look at short. Now uh shortstop for me is uh basically just going to come down to uh correlation once again. Uh, we were talking about that earlier, you know, where there's not a lot of options, you just kind of find a cheap correlation. Um, so uh, for that cheap correlation, uh, I'm looking at Lindor because I, I do have some interest in these Cleveland bats. I think he makes a fine pairing with, like, E5, or um, he makes a good pairing with uh, Jose Ramirez. So I, I, I do like Lindor a lot here. And uh, he... I think the matchup against Rodon is, is is a nice positive matchup for him. I think that he could do well. He's been, you know, he hasn't really been flashing like a ton of upside lately. Um, you know, he's been he's been super chalky. Like Lindor, it's it, I think Lindor being chalky is just showing how shallow the shortstop position is with hitters this season. Um, you know, and he's been doing well. He just hasn't been like popping off. You know, he doesn't have like one of those GPP winning games. And I think that he could do so in this matchup. I think this is a matchup where he could really flash some upside. So definitely have interest in Lindor, in Lindor here. Um, and uh, other than him, uh, I don't mind on DraftKings if you're playing with that Texas and Baltimore game, playing some Elvis Andrus against Wade Miley. I really like stacking these Rangers against Wade Miley here, the Rangers righties against Wade Miley here. So... Uh, I don't, I'm not afraid of going back to the well here on, on DraftKings with the Texas Bats, even though they put up a big donut uh, yesterday. I think that today they could have a huge game. Uh, they also have an implied run total of over six runs, so definitely something to be um, interested in on DraftKings. So, but yeah, that's where I'm at shortstop. It's a very thin position, so uh, I'm just going to try to find a way to correlate, wait for the lineups to come out and, and work around there. But right now, Lindor is probably the front runner for me. Uh, how about you, Travis? Where are you looking at short? Yeah, so I mean, it's one of those spots where I'm trying to like wait to see like if we can get like a pump position at like my cash games. Would rather just punt with someone, obviously. But like, Mendoza's a great play if you have the money play him. I think Marlon Gonzalez, if you're stacking him, Houston is just a contrarian way to, contrarian way to do it because no one wants to put Marlon Gonzalez in their shorts out. They just don't want to, obviously. I think Freddie Galvis, if he's in the two hole against Ari Dickey, I'd have interest in him. And hey, on FanDuel, Xander Bogarts against Jason Hamill, twenty eight hundred. Love that price tag. Like, I think I'm going to play him as just like a one-off there on FanDuel. Just like, uh, I mean, uh, I'm not a big Xander Bogarts fan. Don't love his upside. He's a guy I don't normally play a ton, uh, especially in tournaments because the upside always seems only. But 2800 against Jason Hamill, like, I mean, that just feels way too cheap. So he's a guy um, I think I'm going to have a lot of interest in him, just because I'm buying low on that price tag. Like, even on FanDuel, I mean, even on DraftKings, Xander Bogarts, 3500 just feels really way too cheap um and if you're stacking up the angels i kind of want to throw angleton simmons in there and i don't think stacking up the angels is a terrible idea but uh yeah man like i don't know josh like xander Boris just feels like the easy like a very easy play for you tomorrow and i never say that so what do you think about him yeah i know it's bogarts is a weird guy to to handle like that they just they've been dropping down to the bottom of the order again you know so and i think that's uh been cause of of uh concern you know because you usually want to Pick guys bat at the top of the order because they'll get more more opportunities at the plate. But yeah, his price tag has dropped like dramatically along with his lineup spot, and he, he just really hasn't been like producing any big numbers. You see a lot of zeros lately. So, uh, do you think that this is like the game where he's going to pop, Travis? Is that why you're looking at him? I mean, it's just like it's just too cheap for him, right? It's a buy low opportunity. Like, uh, I just want to, you know, there's tons of stats that show like buying low on guys is like a good thing to do. And like, if you buy low on them, they don't do well. It's normally like, Hey, they were hurt. Uh, that's normally kind of like what ends up happening. And that's, that's kind of what the situation, like kind of with Matt Kemp, like, like people are buying low on him and like, he just went to the DL. Like he's obviously been hurt, but, um, I don't know. I just think like shortstop's not that great a position. Xander Boris is way too cheap than normal, and I'm just gonna kind of buy on it now and see if I can uh, ride that price tag till it gets up higher. I think it's just a good spot. Uh, again, Jason Hamill, 
Uh, he's pitched a little better recently, but he has had his struggles in his career against righties. Uh, Xander Roberts is a righty, and uh, this is just a spot where in like a smaller ballpark, I think uh, Bogarts could get to him a little bit. So uh, it's more so just buying well on the uh, spot with him. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. I'd, yeah, I'd, I definitely agree with that. When you could get a guy that feels too cheap, definitely. like That's like kind of like I was saying about Carpenter earlier on uh on DraftKings at 3.4 or like Mitch, Mitch Moreland on FanDuel at 2.3. If you get guy, get guys like that for super super cheap that we know can, you know can produce you definitely want to try to take some profit potential out of that price and and go with it. So, uh yeah, so anyone else here you want to mention a short or do you want to move on to the outfield? No, yeah, let's head over to the outfield uh for sure. All right, let's here. Let's look at the outfield. Now, lots of correlation ways to go. Uh, I think Jose Batista is certainly in play. Steve Pierce is certainly in play. They all make fine correlations if you're playing Russell Martin, Josh Donaldson, Smoker Morales. Uh, so I, I do like, I have some interest here in the, in the Blue Jays stack for sure on the slate. And I think that uh, Batista and Pierce are fine connections to that stack. Um, we also want to look at Josh Reddick, I think, here against Verlander. I think that he's someone that could get overlooked. Uh, has some upside, so definitely someone to be uh, considering. Makes a good correlation play if you want to pair him with like Altuve. I think that that's a good, nice little uh, combination there you could do. Um, you know, we're talking about these Red Sox. I think Benintendi is certainly in play. Mookie Betts is certainly in play. But uh, I think I'll look at the lefties first thing against Hamill, so Benintendi and Bradley will be my top options out of that uh, Boston Red Sox outfield. And Mookie Betts, you know, 4.5 on FanDuel. Uh, you know, I haven't seen him under 5K in a while. So, again, a guy that's pretty cheap. 4K on FanDuel, I think we get past. But for 4.5 on DraftKings, definitely something to consider there with Mookie Betts. Uh, Nick Williams um, is a guy that I'll have interest in here on this slate uh, going against Ari Dickey. I uh, think that he makes a fine uh, connection to Franco, who I mentioned earlier. I think the two of them are certainly in play on you know in that game. Uh, I think I'll pass on the Colorado outfielders. Um even though, like, you know, I'll have some interest in, like, cargo power on Blackman. Uh, I just I just don't think I'd want to pay top dollar for power on Blackman here. Maybe cargo at 3.6 on DraftKings. Maybe a little bit of interest there against Eric Fetty. Um, but, yeah, I'm not trying to steal all the outfielders from you, Travis. But, um, you know, I, it, it's just, like, there's a lot to like here in the outfield. I think this is more of a loaded position than I originally um thought going into it so have to figure out where i'm gonna go schwarber in play too has lots of upside here uh hayward super cheap 3.3 on DraftKings, definitely someone to consider and if you're playing on DraftKings with that uh orioles and rangers game uh wouldn't mind going some uh carlos gomez here against wade miley um especially if he's leading off but uh yeah that's that's where i'm at right now in the outfield how about you travis yeah, so uh, I like Joey Bats. Big fan of him tomorrow. I think he's in a good spot to hit a home run. That uh, I, I, comes outfield, like you said it. Like all those guys, I think are in play tomorrow uh, on Fanduel specifically. Derek Fisher only twenty two hundred against Verlander. If he's batting first, uh, he's gonna be like a cash game staple you want to throw in. Uh, like Josh Reddick too uh, would want to put him in there too. And I think like a guy like Mookie Betts and like Mike Trout. I get it. They're expensive, but if you have the money for them, like I kind of want to pay for them tomorrow, uh, especially trout, like, you know, just in a good ballpark. Like, if you have the money for him, I kind of want to get exposure to him tomorrow. And even like a guy like Cole Calhoun, who's cheaper, he'll probably be, uh, you know, he's, I don't know, he's not hitting in front of trout anymore, but he's in a decent spot. Um, I, I don't mind, like you said, like with the Boston outfielders, like a guy like Ben Intendi, you want to throw him in. And hey, like Nick Williams, I mean, that ISO has just been really through the roof lately. And against a guy like uh, R.A. Dickey, I mean, this could be a spot where he really does well. Again, uh, could be something to worry about. Like, you know, when guys first see the knuckleball, they might kind of be concerned. So maybe I back off a little at that price tag. But uh, again, R.A. Dickey's not that great. So uh, Nick Williams could smash the ball out of the park, obviously. But uh, I think there's a lot of guys that like. Big fan of Joy Bats tomorrow, though. One of my favorite outfielders. Uh, hopefully, it's a home run and he's in a good spot. And I think there's just a lot of good outfielders to look at. And those are kind of the guys I'm really currently honing in on and targeting. And uh, yeah, those are the guys I like. All right. Uh, anyone else here you want to mention before we move on to the stack of the day? Um, I guess one last guy. He's kind of expensive, but hey, Charlie Brackman against this like Fetty guy. Like we didn't mention a ton of uh, Rockies, but they could be in a really good spot against him. So uh, don't sleep on them. They're not in cores, but they can easily go off. But yeah, I think that's kind of it. All right. Well, let's move on to the stack of the day now. Uh, I think there's a good few routes you could take for the stack of the day. Uh, do you have an idea of where you want to go, Travis? 
Um, yeah, I'll give you my stack of the day. So uh, I don't know if, if I've already like kind of like showed my hand, but I, I'm a big fan of the Blue Jays tomorrow. Um, I know they kind of stink when they're chalky. They're not as good, uh, but hopefully they don't become too chalky tomorrow. I'm just a big fan of this game in general. I think like Blue Jays and Angels side of the ball, I'm going to look at getting exposure to both. I think both could be a really good spot. If the Blue Jays end up being chalky, I could see myself jumping on the Angels just because um, – They've been hitting the ball a lot better. It's a good matchup too, and I could see it being. I just see this being a really high scoring game. So this might be a game I even game stack too. Uh, I like it. Uh, so Blue Jays are obviously like the team I like, but if they get really, really chalky, uh, you know, on a ten game slate, I see myself pivoting to some Angels if possible, just because of the uh, uh, the ownership difference. But I'm a big fan of. Uh, I'm basically a big fan of that entire game. All right, uh, for me, uh, I think that I tip my hand a little bit as well. Uh, I think that this is going to be a good uh, redemption spot for the Red Sox. Uh, I think that their offense is going to kick it back into gear here against Jason Hamill. Good bounce back spot at home. So uh, definitely a big fan of a Red Sox stack on this slate. Especially have uh, you know some extra interest in those lefties, as I mentioned. But uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a, g- a good spot for them to score a bunch of runs. So definitely, uh, definitely like the Red Sox as my stack of the day. Uh, and I, I do... Uh, Definitely agree with your uh, Blue Jay stack as well. I think that's a great route to go. As a little special too, I think. Um, I think you could stack up some Indians too. Just want to throw that out there. The, you know, it was in contention for my stack of the day, but I'll go with the Red Sox. So, all right. Uh, anything else you want to mention before we wrap it up, Travis? No, no, that's about it, man. A decent slate. I think it's going to be fun and uh, pretty excited for it. Got some good golf sweats too tomorrow, so hopefully that pans out. Uh, got some decent ones, so I'm excited for tomorrow. Should be a fun day. All right. Well, good luck to you, Travis. Hope that uh, the sweats run well for you, and I hope that you uh, enjoy your Sunday too. Hope you enjoy some LLB. Uh, that's it for us. Enjoy your Sunday. We are uh, very happy that you guys have been interacting with us on Twitter, so go ahead and continue to do so. If you haven't already, give us both a follow. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone, that's at Travis M A N G O N E. You go follow me at Real Joshua Giant. Uh, but yeah, we we wrap this up. We cover the slate. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show, um, and we will talk to you soon. We'll be back next weekend for the weekend grind podcast. Always here with you guys on the weekends. And uh, yeah, so that's it for my co-host Travis Mangone. I'm Josh Sir Giant. Happy Sunday, Roto Grinders. Have fun. Time in LA that made me feel different, and I don't wanna feel different. I just wanna be me, living young, living free. How I'm supposed to be, drinking too much rose, pouring bottles with the gold plate. All these bottles that I call my friends, we treat these. Nights like they ain't gonna end It'll come tomorrow, do it all again I know that's just L.A. for you I know that's just L.A. for you yeah. Everything's perfect I know I deserve it Cause I've been working too hard About to make this life my job, my God can't be serious you know your boy is on point like a period and dominating everything i go through that's why i'm laughing at these haters on my social went on dates with my celebrity crush and all it proved is that it's never enough i drove around in luxury cars while my ex is still stuck at the bar it's crazy but maybe that's what life's about exposing all the dirt and then you wipe it out but I'm just here for a fun time By the pool in the sunshine All these dollars that I call my friends We treat these nights like they ain't gonna end They'll come tomorrow to it all again I know that's just L.A. for you I know that's just L.A. Colors that I call my friends. 
Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.